Well, hello, my PLC family. My name is Maggie Lamb, and I serve as one of the worship leaders. Today is day 15 of our 21-day prayer and fasting. We are doing this. Stay strong and keep going. We are all in this together. As you pray over these remaining days, try stepping out of the box. As you begin to put your thoughts into words, think about how they would sound if you knew every single prayer would be answered. This is exactly how they should always sound. This is our goal. The whole focus over these 21 days is based on going deeper with our relationship with Jesus and living that fully devoted life to Him. So, on this 15th day, we will be talking about receiving the miracle in the middle of believing. I want you to think back to the early stages of your relationship with Jesus, or maybe for some of us before we even knew Him. Whether you were a child many years ago or a non-believer one month ago, you wanted a certain miracle to happen so badly. And some of us would think, oh, if I just pray every chance I get, if I make promises to Jesus that I would serve him better or be a better person, if he would just make these miracles happen. Sadly, 95% of us were very disappointed. I know I was all the time. I didn't understand I did everything I thought God wanted me to. As I prepared this devotion, God kept putting a word on my heart. Actually, two words. Consistent obedience. Let's look at the definition of obedience. Dutiful or submissive compliance to the commands of one in authority. In the case of God, it's not just the duty. We do it out of love and humility. Just think about the final days of Jesus. He was beaten beyond recognition. It was a miracle that he could even stand. It was physically impossible. But he did it out of obedience to his father. Let's take a look at Philippians 2, 7 through 11. Instead, he gave up his divine privileges. He took the humble position of a slave and was born as a human being. When he appeared in human form, he humbled himself in obedience to God and died a criminal's death on the cross. Therefore, God elevated him to the place of highest honor and gave him the name above all other names, that at the name of Jesus Christ, every knee should bow in heaven, on earth, and under earth, and every tongue declare that Jesus Christ is Lord to the glory of God the Father. Now, if you think about who our maker is, doesn't it make sense that he's the one that also put that dream or that miracle in our hearts? Who do you think put it in motion? God did. Sure, God can hand us a miracle if he wanted to, but where's the growth in that? How are we changing and truly turning our ways and our life to him if we're just handed things? One of the greatest challenges I think of being a Christian that I'm finding is waiting for God to hear our prayers. But I want to give you a different lens to wander into for the next few minutes. You see, a miracle from God is not the end reward. The end reward is the journey of the process. So then I took a look at the definition of process. A series of actions that produce something or that lead to a particular result. Those actions, prayer and praise and participation. You see, God is more interested in how we participate in the act 
that we presented to him. He wants us to take the lead. The greatest miracle is during the process and what happens to you, the transformation of your heart, how you begin to think differently, your new outlook and your devotion to him. I think when we are so desperate for a miracle, it makes us anxious, worrisome, on edge. So I think we need to find that peace. And if we are obedient and consistent and thankful, there comes the peace. Philippians 4, 6 through 7. Don't worry about anything. Instead, pray about everything. Tell God what you need and thank him for all he's done. Then you will experience God's peace, which exceeds anything we can understand. His peace will guard your hearts and minds as you live in Jesus Christ. I don't know about you, but I see people here at PLC that have so much peace surrounding them. It permeates their pores. It shines through their eyes, their smile. There is a calmness about them that warms my heart. I want to radiate like that too. I want to share a personal story with you. In 2021, my husband was diagnosed with a very rare cancer, one that would cause a complete rebuild of his soft palate, months of therapy, painful radiation, a tracheotomy, a feeding tube, four days in ICU, and an additional eight days in the hospital. Emotional breakdowns from both of us, inability to eat, taste, speak, just to name a few. Our life was completely turned upside down in a split second. From the days leading up to the biopsy, up to the seven-hour surgery, I was on my knees to God every moment I could find. Praising him for allowing my husband to survive a horrible biopsy, where he almost bled to death. Thanking God for giving him strength to make it through the surgery. Giving him the ability to swallow one spoonful of jello. Praise for the hour that he was able to sleep. The brief breaks he got with a clear trach tube. For allowing him to stand, to walk halfway down a hall to hear him speak for the first time, to remove one less tube from his body. The list went on and on, and I kept thanking and praising our God. It's all I had to hold on to. Sure, I asked for the miracle too. All I wanted was for Gary to be free of pain, tubes, cancer, absolutely. But thanks to all that I had witnessed with my family here at PLC, and through the many Sundays sitting in the first row of the church, listening to the word of God through our leaders, and then eventually being blessed to bring music to all of you, I learned there was more to God and giving me everything I wanted. He, he, he was not about that, and it was not how our Heavenly Father works. About the sixth day in, through this chaos with my husband, during his hospital stay, I was hanging by a thread. The progress was so slow, and Gary's mental state was not improving. The night before was when the biggest blizzard hit in 2021. I couldn't make it home and had to stay in a hotel near the hospital. Otherwise, I wouldn't make it back the next morning to speak to his surgeon in person. As I left the hotel at 7 a.m. in the morning, I turned my car on, got out to clean the windshield, only to find that I had bumped the lock accidentally. Everything I owned, including my phone, was sitting on the seat, locked in a running car. With tears running down my face, all alone, I walked in the blizzard over to the hospital to try and figure out what to do. 
and then God moved. After making a call to the police, a fire truck of seven firemen, yes, seven, (laughs) met me on a road near the hotel to jimmy my truck open, and I was able to make it back to my husband. Enter Angel One. That afternoon, Gary and I walked the hall, once again, very slowly, and as I glanced behind me, there was this older woman. She was short in size, gray hair with this porcelain skin, walking behind us, and as our eyes met, she whispered to me, God bless him. He will be okay. That was angel number two. As Gary got comfortable in his bed that same day, he happened to turn on Joel Osteen. I was never a fan in the past with Joel, maybe because I didn't fully understand his intentions, but I left it on. As Gary's nurse Kelly came in, I thought to myself, I wonder what she thinks of this Joel guy. (laughs) She stopped. She turned to look at the TV then turned to me and said, I love Joel. When I was little, my mom and I drove for miles to see him, and it changed my life. And she stayed with me for a few minutes and listened to this evangelist, my angel number three. That night, I decided to stay over in the hotel again. The roads were still horrible. The hotel I originally stayed in, the one where I locked my keys in my car and the guy offered me a bottle of water to help, (laughs) well, it was booked, so I chose another one. I could barely make it into the parking lot through the mounds of snow, but I did it. I walked through the doors of the hotel, and the lobby was completely empty. There was a fireplace going, and there was so much warmth surrounding me in there. The colors in there were deep brown and green colors. It was a beautiful place, and it was like it was right out of a movie. I could smell hot cocoa to my left, and at the desk, there was this young man with the most incredible smile. Tyler was his name, Angel Four. He asked me about my day, cue tears. I told him my husband is at the hospital and it's been a rough go today. A brief silence as he looked away and then he turned back to me and he said, I'm praying for him. Everything will be all right. (laughs) And as I made my way to my room thinking about what Tyler said, I sat on the floor of my empty hotel room And the warmth of God literally consumed me. My tears flowed overwhelmingly, not because of sadness, but because of the beautiful way that God held me so close in that very moment. My mind went back to the second day in ICU. Pastor Ben, oh, God bless you, my friend. (laughs) You came to see us, and you read to Gary the book of Psalm. I remember those visually beautiful words that you read to us that day, but in particular, the vision of me being under the feathers of God's wings. Psalm 91.4, he will cover you with feathers. He will shelter you with his wings. His faithful promises are your armor and your protection. You see, through all of this, from day one, Gary and I were embraced in peace under the mighty wings of our Lord. Every day I felt it. And looking back, Gary and I had always had this steady calmness about us. It was, it was unexplainable. And when I couldn't find the strength anymore on that sixth day, God brought me others to hold me up to remind me that he was there. I felt his wings surround me that night at the hotel. I found my strength in the process, and I will forever be thankful to my God. What a miracle 
Because if you knew this girl two years ago, she would have turned her back on God, thrown in the towel, and maybe would have tried him again when she needed another miracle, and then repeat, and then repeat, and then repeat. But not now. Never again. So I will leave you with these thoughts and be thinking of all of you in the coming days. Thank you for taking a few minutes to listen to all of our devotionals. I would like to pray with all of you. Heavenly Father, I pray that you help us to understand that our asks, big or small, come with a lot of work, a lot of perseverance. Help us to have strength to not give up on you. Help us to be patient in the process and know that you are already ahead of this plan, that you know the outcome. Help us to remember that we are the leading player in this life of ours. And Lord God, we praise you for all that you have already given us, for all that is to come. In your son's mighty name we pray. Amen. Have a beautiful day, everyone, and I'll see you soon.